Hi everyone and welcome to today's episode of The Curious Edge where we're going to be exploring the idea of a home for every child which I believe was the original intention and purpose of designing the care system. I suppose the question for me is that if its purpose is about providing a safety net for every child who may not have been able to have a stable environment within their current or their previous family. The idea is about offering them a place to live, access to education and establish a support service that could enable them to transition into the next phase of their life and also not only that but to address some of the issues that have led to this position can we rightly say that the system is working imagine with me for a moment you're 15 and the people you've got around you are your friends who also are in similar situation as you. You happen to be engaging in what society would deem menacing or menacing behaviour such as stealing, drug taking and also antisocial behaviour. In society's mind, you need to be put and locked away somewhere. You are causing them pain and distress when you speak out for whatever discomfort that you've got. You were told you're making too much noise and for that reason you need to stop talking. If you weren't behaving the way you were behaving, you would be in a family that would take you, that would look after you. But your behaviour is the reason You're in the position that you're in. This is society's understanding of it. However, what society is not taking into account is that you're still a child. You're only 15. What is it? All of this could mean the idea that you're engaging in behaviours such as this. If the idea of a care system is about protecting and providing that safety net so is it working because the challenge that a lot of our young people are faced with is that in forming a stable relationship or long-lasting relationship This is often compromised because some of the people that are involved are consistently changing. Are we talking about social workers? They're forever changing. The idea of some foster carers coming into the system is that we are going out there to rescue these kids. Hold on to that point for a second. The idea of rescuing. Why do we feel that we need to 
be this superhero that goes out there to rescue if you go out there with that intention my understanding and what i have come to see is that it often fails for example two children are placed in a home one is nine and one is five for the nine-year-old she has been the carer for a five-year-old sister and the trauma she's had to endure to get to that stage of now being the carer is one that she's finding very difficult to let go of you moved into a foster care home and the foster carer is expecting you to drop all of those behaviors that you've amassed over the years this is your new sense of identity but because you are unable to do that as a nine-year-old the only option or ultimatum you're given is you either leave and i look after your sister or both of you go what sort of an ultimatum is that the problem is that you as a nine-year-old will grow up to be this 15-year-old because you go through the system and all you've ever known is loss. All you have ever known is people letting you down. And as a result of that, you're faced with this idea that the future is going to be very, very difficult. You're scared of a future you don't even know or you're not there yet. A future you've got no idea of. But what you can base it on is what you're experiencing right now. The past experiences that you've had, that's what you're using to inform that. And if it's anything to do like, or to be like what you're dealing with right now, then what you want to do is completely blank out and not have to deal with that why do i need to think about a future where there is no escape there is no hope because until now i'm 15 there's been no hope so far the adults that have often told me that they're going to protect me my family has exposed me to nothing but pain which has come as a result of either domestic violence, neglect, or physical abuse. If you're unlucky enough, then that could potentially be sexual abuse. You're 15, and you've had to deal with all of this, but nobody else is listening to you. Nobody else is listening because everybody sees your current behavior as you, as your identity. So the challenge of transitioning into adulthood is near enough impossible to imagine because all you can see is if you are this young person right now that is struggling with all of this, I need to deal or identify a coping mechanism to be able to carry on lasting from one day to the other. I suppose the problem here is that 
when we create a society that is one of stigma and stereotype and you have a system that is meant to be designed to raise awareness about the care system and you have a system whose idea and formation is meant to be about raising awareness on how to combat this it becomes a little bit tricky if that system in its own is not respected by society the idea here is that if the care system is about providing a safe space for society the news that they get about the care system is about one that consistently fails children but what it doesn't really say is about the power or the authority that it has to actually implement its rules and position or lack of it is skewed because for every worker, it is about ensuring that our young people are able to have the support that they need to overcome the challenges that they have been exposed to. But on the other hand, we've got a society that is struggling to understand this young people which ultimately means that the basic support that they need to overcome the challenges that they're faced with which is meant to be trauma-informed is missing how can you understand this 15 year old when you don't see them as a child Because by seeing them as a child, what you're able to then do is be able to advocate for a reform of the current system, the quality of care that they are in receipt of, for a better structure which ultimately is likely to result in a more successful outcome for our young people. But to be able to achieve that, you've got to be able to empathize with our young people. The lack of empathy and understanding can exacerbate the struggles of the care that our young people are in receipt of. Leading to a feeling of isolation and rejection and ultimately despair. And this is why we believe that you're faced with a young person that feels, why do I even need to bother because nobody wants me? Nobody feels like I'm worth anything. And if nobody sees me as worth anything, I need to try and forget all of this. And this is the defense mechanism. The use of substances. The idea of chasing the next high. The idea of throwing yourself at someone because that is your understanding of 
been loved. I give something to get something. But let's remember, you're 15. The only other thing that also needs to be considered as well is that in our desire sometimes to want to rescue, what we fail to understand is the idea of being able to balance that safety against autonomy. Yes, our young people needs to be kept safe. And this safety needs to be prioritised to ensure that you're able to prevent any harm from coming to them. But it is important also to recognise that whilst we're trying to do this, this is going to be a difficult journey to embark on. These young people have developed a way of protecting themselves, which is what they know. And we can't change that overnight. The only way of doing that is by working and ensuring that in our desire to protect, we are not overemphasizing on safety to limit the autonomy. But by making a joint decision to ensure that the care experience is more of a positive one. We're not trying to hinder their growth, but instead we're trying to ensure a development that can take one from a place of fear, a place of scarcity, a place of not being loved, a place of not feeling as though you can be loved, to a place of understanding that whilst you're unable to change the experience that they have had or you have had, the future is going to be possible because one, you'll be provided with that support and consistency that you require to get to the next stage. People are going to understand that rather than trying to rescue, we need to try and understand. What is your experience? And do you want to talk about it? And if you want to talk about it, Am I going to listen and be there regardless of what happens? Because that's what happens with our own children. Because they kick a fuss, because they knock on the door, because they break things in the house. We don't give up on them. The care system is an extension of us. And that's how we should be. We should be looking at it as such. When a child misbehaves outside, is that what we should be calling it? Misbehavior. If a child displays a behavior that is one that is, according to society's standard, a menacing behavior, 
is that what we should really be looking at it as, but rather a communication breakdown. What are they trying to tell me? What are you trying to say? Because by having that sort of attitude, that's the only way we can break through. We don't need a generation of broken and mistrusting young people who ultimately are going to be adults. But instead, we want a generation of people that are able to vocalize what it is that they're experiencing for the rest of community to be able to acknowledge what it is that's been put out there. Because this is important for you, for me, and ultimately for that 15-year-old. Remember, she is, he is still a child and it could be your brother, your sister, your son, your daughter, or even your grandchild. This could be you. And tell me if your attitude would still remain the same if it was you. Thank you for listening. Let me know in the comment section below your thought on this one. And until next time, people, it has been Kings. Peace. Bye for now.